Thank you for listening to the Melovision podcast, the podcast with me, Joachim, where I get to talk about Eurovision Song Contest and Melody Festivalen with all of my friends from around the world. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and don't forget to follow us on our social media. Just search for Melovision Podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Melovision podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything Eurovision and Melodifestivalen. And we are basically a week after the final of Eurovision Song Contest 2022. So we thought we of course need to finish this season, season six by the way, uh, with an episode all about what went down in Turin last week. And with me is, as always, Philip. Good evening, Europe. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Have you, not depressed. Uh, not depressed. Have you <laughs> no. uh, calmed down after Saturday, after last week, after everything? Yes, I'm yes. very calm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like like two weeks ahead of time. I had the, had the result in my mind, so I don't get disappointed. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of us did, but yeah. you know, hope is the last thing that leaves the person. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. we're still hoping, still yeah. hoping, but yeah, uh, we will find out later if you are happy with that results when we uh, talk about that. Uh, with us as well from the United Kingdom, congratulations! It's Craig. Hello. How are you? I'm very tired. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm a bit tired too. You know, we've just spent a week actually in Turin. Jet lagged. <laughs> Jet lagged. Uh, done three days of work. Now we're recording this on Thursday after uh, the Eurovision week. So we came back on Monday evening. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was an experience. Mm-hmm. I think our, I mean, what we talked about previously when uh, basically last year when Italy won, we were like, okay, how are this, how is this going to be organized? And I mean, we started off really quite shitty with the stage breaking, not breaking. It was, it just wasn't quick enough. No. And some pretty bad rehearsals uh, that we saw from, I mean, what we paid attention to the most, I guess, uh, was Sweden that had some, uh, not some, a lot of technical issues. And they weren't the only one. Cyprus had a lot of issues. Uh, UK. Yeah. UK. Um, I think there were some issues every day for some yeah. act, uh, which was really not, uh, well, I said that we were expecting it, but still, we still had hope. The last yeah, thing they that could put it. it through, but no, no. I um, think I've never seen so many like stage guys in camera shots. <laughs> no, no. I think like the first semifinal, it was like one two camera guys in like the shot every time. Mm. But yeah, Italy. What do you say? 
Yeah, and I just, I mean, we didn't really, we recorded all our pre-year vision episodes way before even the rehearsal started. And so we didn't know what was to come, but just the whole thing, I mean, it's all over and done now, but just the whole thing with that big black sun <laughs> was uh, yeah, speechless, speechless. How can you not, I mean, try that before? You know how long the postcards are going to be. Yeah. I mean. Maybe maybe uh, Rai didn't uh, know how show the time, like, the mm. show is four hours maximum. <laughs> yeah. They felt like, okay, maybe we can do it until three in the morning. Mm. Like Sanremo, but no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but that's all over and done with now. But I mean, still the organization, I would say around the arena was good. I mean, mm. it was quick and easy to get in uh, and inside. It was really easy to like find your find your seat. You could buy beers for, for when you were sitting there. I mean, then, of course, we had we had seated, seated seats from the beginning. But the guys and girls who had standing seats, wah, wah, turned out there wasn't any. I mean, they okay. stood up anyways, but I mean, they put in, you know this. Yeah, they um, they put in benches mm. so that they would sit in the standing area. Um, and I think um, between, between songs and stuff was the only time that they were allowed to get up to go to the toilet. Mm. Or, you know, if there was a song on, they weren't allowed to leave. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. For four hours. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, you're happy with your seats, I assume. Yes, very yes. much so. so. They were great seats. Yeah, really good. Just behind yeah. the, the green room, which was fun. You both were in the, like, Estonia entry for, like, Half a second. <laughs> I know. I've rewatched that a couple of times. Uh, but but yeah. guys, how was uh, Turin as it a city, was, as a host I mean, city? We said, like, the first impression wasn't really that good because we tried to go to Euro Village on the first night when we arrived because yeah. Cornelia was on from Sweden, mm -hmm. North Macedonia, Belgium, and Serbia, maybe? The yeah. semi-final two contestants. Yeah, they okay. were in Eurovillage on the Monday night when we arrived. Uh, we went there, um, was going to meet up with some friends. Uh, but, I mean, the lines were insane, insane. Mm -hmm. But we stood in them anyways. We stood in the first one for like, not very long, like not even five minutes until they directed us to another entrance and a new line. But there, I think we stood for an hour. Yeah, we were there for- What felt like two hours. Yeah, I think it was about, about an hour. And then at some point, um, someone came down the line and was like, yeah, we're full. So now it's one out, one in. Mm. Um, and I mean, that line was so far back behind us as well. It was huge. Okay. Um, and I think basically what they were doing was they were having about an hour of Eurovision acts, and then after, <laughs> and then yeah. yeah, and then afterwards, they had Italian singers or Italian bands mm -hmm. on, so people were turning up to see them. 
Mm. Um, and I think the capacity for the Euro Village was about 2,000 maybe. So it really wasn't, it wasn't that big. And, you know, the demand was much greater than the, the space that they had, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, just the, the scenes we saw when we decided to, you know what, uh, we're stood in that line for an hour. Uh, the village was, was closing in an hour. So we were like, literally, fuck this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go get some food. We haven't eaten anything. Let's go get some food get a couple of beers and just fucking head home because you know <laughs> yeah. uh it was a long day of traveling and everything and then when we got to the actual we could see like the main entrance of the village of euro village insane i've awesome. never seen that this that type of disorganization it was it was mayhem it was horrific and i mean Thank God no one, no one did anything stupid like blow something up because that mm-hmm. would have killed a lot of people. But I mean, I guess they, I mean, they had the same situation as we had in our entrance, like one in, one out, you know? So I don't know. I don't know how it was any other nights because that was the only one night we went and because it really put us off. Yeah, We went back to the Euro Village during the day. That was fine. But we basically were there then like... 30 minutes after they opened yeah. and there were no acts on it was just like okay. tents for food and beers and merchandise basically but um yeah not a great experience at euro village and just the fact that i can't really really remember but i think it actually was the same in israel and in portugal like they're usually just a very short amount of time every day that they have like eurovision acts on like one hour or so and then for the rest of the day, it's, you know, domestic yeah. artists. But your village in Italy, what I have heard from you, was like outside of the city? Or was it like city center? It was, um, it was a bit outside of the city center because we lived basically in the city center and we had to take uh, a metro and then walk for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it was only four five stops on the metro so it was, mm. it was okay okay but i think i think that they either weren't prepared for the amount of people that would turn up or they also just weren't particularly bothered you know because mm-hmm. i mean you would you would think at, at some point someone would have been like do you know what we'll call um maybe not rotterdam because it was a different contest but you know, maybe we'll call Stockholm or we'll call Tel Aviv or we'll call Lisbon and say, how did it go with your Euro village? What, how, how many people roughly do you think turned up every night? Mm-hmm. How, how big should the Euro village be? Whereas it was just like, okay, we'll put it in a park and if, if, it, if it fills up really quickly, then fuck it. Mm. Yeah, and it's free for everyone to come in. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think this was probably the size of... because. Uh, Lisbon was very small. It was basically a square. Yeah, uh, but I don't but... remember standing in a line. Oh no, no. Um, and Israel was super big. It was like I don't know. The only like comparison I have is like here in Stockholm we have yeah, that's and it was like that, like okay. all of that. Oh. So very big, very large. Uh, and this I would say was somewhere in the middle, but clearly that wasn't enough. Um, because there was a lot of interest and mainly from like locals 
which is fine. But I think if you're going to call it Eurovillage, as a Eurovision fan, I want to hear... I, I just assume that you're going to play more than one hour of Eurovision music every day. That's just... Uh... <laughs> <Yes>. was... <laughs> Please. Mm. I, can, I can only assume it was very much targeted and advertised towards Italians to go and see local Italian acts, you know, which is, um, which is fine. That's nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was my first Eurovision, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but... You did. You did say that to me that um, cues like that were normal. No, no, no. I mean, sure, if you come like thirty minutes before something starts, uh, and maybe there was was an act on that night that was super big, but I don't. As you said, Philip, I don't remember queuing like for an hour to get into your village no. in Lisbon. Not I even in Stockholm. No, I certainly didn't do that in Tel Aviv. Um, I yeah that was something but maybe the interest was super big uh but then again that interest wasn't towards Eurovision it was more about there being like a free concert with Italian acts Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean on the night of the final the the village was at capacity two hours before the show started so there was all these people that were waiting to get in and then we we went to a pub that we eventually had to leave because we sat at someone's reserved table. But the people next to us said that the queue was like twice around the village mm. when okay. when it was already full. So no. yeah, it could have it could have been planned better. No. And just I mean, we talked about that a lot during our say. Like you didn't really feel that Eurovision was on in Turin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some, you know, banners and um, flags sp- spread around the city, but mm. it wasn't really like, oh my God, we've won Eurovision for the first time in 30 years. You know, it was more like, oh, there's this thing on. There was, yeah, there was no hype really. And I think what was sort of, I found disappointing as well was that there was only really one place to go at night if you wanted to party. To Eurovision music. Yeah. yeah. And so that was on every night, but basically all the pre-sale tickets were sold out and we only had tickets for two of the nights. And if you wanted to, you could turn up and, and stand in a queue to get in after, you know, all the ticketed people had gone in after there was space left. But I mean, you may have been standing in that queue for two hours to get in, you know. Oh. So if you didn't have a ticket, it really wasn't worth it. No. But I mean, the city in overall was a nice city. We had great food, great wines, oh, yeah. and still had a great time. I just wish that there could have been more of Eurovision in yeah. the city. Um, and more I gay mean, bars. <laughs> That would have been nice too, but I mean, as I think it was someone said that, um, you know, uh, we'll talk about where Eurovision will be next year, but Turin had a, supposedly been like, we can do it again and we will do it better. Like, no shit. Like, you could have done better. <laughs> I think that's like... Uh, they want even, to redeem themselves. Even yeah. just things like if you wanted to watch the finals of the semi, there were really only three or four bars that you knew of that were showing it. And mm. when we went down on the final to that bar that we had to leave, we got there two hours before and it was already rammed. 
You know, mm. we couldn't get anywhere to sit mm. because there was just nowhere to go. But I don't understand. Like in Stockholm, they had like next to the globe, like a tele in Tele2 Arena. Mm. They rented that for, for 10, people. Who, people. Yeah. yeah, we went there. It was so much fun. And mm. Turin has been an Olympic host, so they should have other arenas that, that, that could do that. And yeah. then earn some money for people who didn't go to the final. Mm. Sell some beers, you know, for people to have a fun time, and then maybe have a DJ, you know, like they had in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done. I mean, really. I mean, I think we talked about that with our friends uh, Nigel and Al when we were there as well. And just going back to really just other cities that did it better, and I, it's, I'm a bit sad that they didn't take like any lessons from other cities how they did it like for example Tel Aviv who had a huge Euro village or as you mentioned with like having a separate concert hall or something where they showed the um the final or something you know stuff like that um it feels like they wanted to do it their way um, and they did <laughs> and they did yeah <laughs> do have to say though it really wasn't an expensive week. Oh no! I came no. came back with so much more money than I thought I would because, mm. like, when we went out for dinner and drinks or whatever, like, it just it was fairly cheap. Yeah, yeah it was great and great food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> thank God, pizza, so thank- pasta. Oh yeah, I mean, thank God the restaurants didn't do what the hotels did and like up the prices because then we would have been poor Mm -hmm. by now but Mm -hmm. no that was good that was great actually um and i mean coming from sweden a lot of countries are a lot cheaper than it is here so Mm -hmm. um i think it was just israel two years ago that was a bit like uh oh no it's three years ago now jesus uh anyway enough about turin and the city let's talk about what went down on the tuesday and the thursday first we're gonna get to the finals don't worry uh so let's talk about the semi-finals and i assuming since you're listening to this podcast we don't need to really run through the who went through (laughs) and who got kicked out um so instead i thought that uh, because that's on wikipedia anyways um, so instead, I thought that we could pick one or two or three, how many you like, uh, acts that we wanted to go to the final but didn't. And I know this is sort of a surprise question for you. Uh, so I can kick off and say that from semifinal one, uh, if we start with that, I was super surprised that Latvia didn't get through. Because I thought that they did a great performance on the night. I watched it back and I was it wasn't just me like being drunk and thinking, oh, everybody sounds good. They actually did do a great performance. I'm just a bit like, I'm just wondering what went wrong here. What, what didn't click with neither the juries or the televotes? Because I thought that the televotes were going to love this. But clearly I was completely wrong. Uh, they ended up in... 14th so really not even close okay yeah uh to qualifying to the final and i feel like also looking back on the final and that running and that lineup 
it would have needed something fun, especially towards the end, um, like Eat Your Salad. I just feel like it's a fun song and it grew on me. I know I didn't give it like good scores in our pre-year episodes, but I think it's fun and they're fun. And sure, that first line is a bit like, oh my God, but it's, it's, it's a fun song. So that's mine, probably the biggest one from semi-final one for me. Uh, do you guys have anyone that you missed? Craig, you first. Um, let me just see the list again because I feel like I can't remember. <laughs> um, no. So of, of the ones that didn't go through, yeah, that uh, Latvia is definitely the one that surprised me the most. I think interestingly for me, um, I did not expect it to do better with the juries than Televote, but it did, which, you know, I, I didn't see coming. And I mean, we we watched Semi 1 in, uh, in a pub. And I mean, I would say Latvia seemed to go down really well where we were, and it seemed to go down really well in the arena as well. Um, I just wonder if maybe being on second was what kind of killed it a little bit. Probably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was only 17 songs. So I feel like in the semi-final, the running order, order isn't that important as in the, in the final. But I do I do wonder if maybe some of its votes were stolen by Norway because they are both, I suppose, kind of novelty songs. Mm. And Norway came later. So Yeah. No. And I think a lot of televotes went to another country. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of the other countries that they usually vote for. Because, okay, I listened to another podcast uh, and they discussed this, that due to that Ukraine was in this semifinal and got a lot of televotes, they forgot to vote like for Latvia, for Albania, for the more up-tempo songs that are more mm. fine. And that's what, when we see like Switzerland, that was a surprise. That only yeah. got jury votes. Uh, Iceland, that was a surprise for me. Uh, no, not uh, Lithuania was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I would have switched out like Switzerland and Lithuania for Albania and Latvia. Mm. I mean, uh, I think that Iceland for me was definitely a surprise, and Switzerland, absolutely. I was absolutely, I think we all were, and everyone in the bar that we watched the show uh, were like, when they called that Switzerland first, everyone was like, what? That can't it's be It's going to be the type kind of night. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, okay, we're, and then I think Lithuania came fairly close to that, and then Iceland, and I was like, what is going on? Because these were songs that I have completely disregarded. Uh, maybe not Lithuania, but Iceland and Switzerland, absolutely. Mm. I didn't think they could stand a chance, but... I will say, though, that um, watching Al- Albania... For me, it came across as very messy. The vocals, the dancing, I, I don't think it looked good. But it's interesting when you hear, like, for example, we knew a couple of people that were in the arena and they said that they thought it sounded fine. But mm. I suppose, as we'll see, we'll talk about with Semi 2, things sound very different in the arena than they do on TV. So, um, And when you're under the influence. Yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, no, I I thought that Albania 
was I, I as you know I gave it I think like seven points or something so I did it, I I, re I really liked the song um, however I thought the performance was as you said a bit messy I'm sorry to say that I didn't really think she danced on beat uh, or at least she was stiff she was very stiff in my opinion <laughs> and um, I think she she screamed her way through that, like angry screamed her way through that song. And I definitely prefer the uh, studio cut over the live performance. Uh -huh. um, and uh, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't surprised that Albania, after watching that performance, that they didn't get through. But I'm sad because the song was good, in my opinion. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, and of course, as you mentioned, Ukraine won that uh, semi-final with the landslide, uh, over one hundred points more than number two, the Netherlands. Oh, so, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Or maybe not. I think we all knew that they were going to win that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's move to semi-final two, and let's just start off with saying a country with the same colors in their flag won that semi-final, but with a bigger score. Woo! Sweden, 396 points versus Ukraine in semi-final one, who got 337. So, <laughs> eat that! Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that we won the semifinal. That was that was probably my biggest surprise in from the semifinal too. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> no. But I mean, it was I... uh, such much better semifinal than semifinal one, I must say, overall, song-wise, overall. Yeah. But it was a hard, like the more mediocre songs were more in semifinal two. So they fought mm. like for the positions to get to the final but yeah i have no mm. surprises uh who do i miss the thing is those 10 who went through from semi-final not really surprised on the night mm. <laughs> like i wanted cypress i love that song but oh my god yeah i think was that the one you were talking about that something yeah. good in the arena and then i mean it, sh it sounded smashing in the arena and then when we got back to the hotel and watched it back oh my god it yeah, was it... the vocals were dreadful yeah it was really and, bad yeah and malta as well was like oh was that good in the arena i didn't really <laughs> listen that much to be tell, honest tell you what right you went out to the bath i went to the toilet during azerbaijan and she came on next and as i was walking back from the toilet i remember saying to myself Oh, she sounds really good. Maybe she'll qualify. And then again, that's another one that you watch back and you're like, oh, that was shaky at best. Mm. Like it, and yeah. yeah, you both were sober, I assume. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> A couple of beers in, maybe. <laughs> mm, I mean, you know, when I get nervous, I tend to drink a lot. And I had, I stopped that man when he came with beers running up and down the aisles. I was like, uh, yes, two beers, please. Two <laughs> beers, please. Two beers, please. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm still gutted for Cyprus, though, because I think it's a great song. And if you look at just televotes, 
she was top 10. So, but the juries did her no favors, mm. sadly. So it wasn't enough. Um, but still love the song, but honey, that performance. Mm. I mean, I'm still I'm still quite sad as well for Ireland because Yeah, I oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, you watch it back on TV, she looked great, she sounded great. I would say it probably if it didn't, it if it didn't get the biggest cheer in the hall that night, it came very, very close. Mm. Like everyone was going wild for it when it finished. Um, or even even during the song, I think it was one of the ones that everybody stood up for. Yeah. Um, so yeah. There were a lot of Irish people there as well. Probably as many people. as Swedish people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I still feel a bit hard done by with that one. And also, I mean, 12 points from the UK televote went to Ireland. So at least we tried. Mm. We, I think we gave what it one. What position did you get? Uh, did she get like 15th? I think, yeah, 15 oh, yeah. out of 18. Yeah, okay. not great. I, yeah, I, I would say that out of the ones watch, watching it back as well, I get why Cypress didn't go through, even though I love the song. Uh, so in that sense, I'm very surprised that Ireland didn't make it because I do think that she did a great performance yeah. and she. Yet again, as with Latvia, that would have been a great fun song to even, you know, just open the final with, you know, just kick it off with a bang. But yeah, we didn't get that sadly. I just, yeah, I, I just feel, I feel aggrieved that we didn't get Ireland, but, you know, Azerbaijan managed to get in with zero televote points. Do I smell conspiracy theory coming up i don't understand that song i hated it in the previous i think i took a break during that song during semi-final and during final <laughs> yeah i mean i think the staging was cool as 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 with all, all azerbaijani azerbaijani azeri azeri um uh, acts and songs in recent <laughs> years the staging is always good uh but i mean the song is Absolutely boring. And I mean, telling zero points in the semifinal, just two televotes uh, or three uh, in the final. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, that's... It's not a song competition. It's not a singing competition. It's a song competition. Yeah. And the song is boring AF. So, but clearly the jurors in, and I mean, Sweden gave Azerbaijan pretty high scores as well in the semi-final so mm -hmm. clearly they saw something that we didn't see but then again the song was written by swedes i guess the swedish jury knew that and they always going to pay more attention then you know of i would course. also just i would also like to see what people saw in belgium because i'm really failing that was weird belgium that was also through. bad on the tv i was so surprised with that yeah i I, I obviously I never enjoyed the song. I think it's very boring. Um, but no, I don't get that. I spent I, in semi two in the arena. I spent most of Belgium's performance being excited because Cornelia was coming next, so I didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> no, <laughs> next song, next song, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Did we get a lot of juries right? Uh, Belgium. Mm. What did they actually finish? 
Belgium finished in eighth, uh, and they did get quite a lot of jury. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, looking it up. No, no, here. Oh. Televotes. Uh, Belgium got uh, uh, one one hundred and five jury votes. One hundred and five jury votes, and they ended up with one hundred and fifty. So. Uh, just short of uh, 50 points from the televotes, okay. which is pretty, I mean, it's decent, um, far from the best, uh, I'd say, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, just, I love the experience of being in the arena for um, Sweden and Cornelia, because it was like everyone in the arena was singing along and it was uh, such a beautiful and powerful moment to be a part of that, really. Yeah, I do have to say though, I think more people were singing along for Ola Mi Bebebe, Ola Mi Bebe. That's only, for, <laughs> that's only for the chorus. I mean, people were singing all the lyrics for Hold Me Closer. I'm surprised you realized because you screamed all the way through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, Who we... are we seeing the quiz we done that? Woo! <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the final? Grand final. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with the most exciting parts, which is the bottom five and the top five. So <laughs> in the bottom, we had for is it i know it's the second year in a row is it the third year in a row also 2019 yeah germany came last sisters right yeah i think so they were close to the bottom anyways germany (laughs) only managing to get six points but they were all from the televotes so good for them nice that no one got nothing though that's not true Switzerland. No, I mean, and oh, you mean overall? Overall, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, overall, yeah. So no complete like zero points, which is nice. Yeah, true. Uh, Second to last in twenty fourth place, France. Uh, Surprise, but I think they were too early in the starting Mm. order, and there were more buzz about other big five countries. Yeah, but I mean, they came. Second, when you counted our scores for the big five, uh, Spain was first, and then France, and then United Kingdom. So, I mean, we enjoyed that song. I don't know what what went wrong. I've I've seen some people on social media say that they felt quite put off because it looked like they were about to, they were getting ready to slaughter a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it did come very early in the running order. And I I was I was a bit concerned that it wouldn't do so well with the juries, but I thought it would do much better on televotes than it did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. The only um, the only big five countries, Germany and France, that didn't make it to top ten this year. So we keep on switching like which big fives are doing well and which are doing bad. Because at least France last year obviously ended up in second, mm-hmm. and this year second to last. Yep. So, uh, yeah. 
Moving on to 23, 23rd, it was Iceland with 10 points from both the juries and the televotes. Not a huge surprise, really. No. Oh. <laughs> no. And then in 22nd, this for me, because I love I gave it 12 points in our pre-episodes. Czech Republic. What the hell? Uh, also too early, and she unlike the final night, I think she looked nervous and that she couldn't like hear herself during like the verses. Mm. No. I mean it's always yeah. It's always it's always tricky to go out first, obviously. Uh, I mean, El Diablo last year, I think, would have done much better if it were would have been closer to the end. And it's possible that Czech Republic could have a completely different score if they would have um, picked um, a later spot. It's it's just so easy to be forgotten though when you go first, isn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think the final, even though we complained probably most of the year, the final actually ended up quite strong. Um, and so mm. it was, you know, it was always going to be a, a bit of a bun fight for televotes when there was, a, you know, a particular other country in the final. So, mm. yeah. True. In 21st place, uh, we have our second uh, Scandi country or Nordic country in the bottom five. It's Finland with only 38 points. So what went wrong here? (laughs) Uh, Not surprised here either. Uh, He couldn't sing. No, I mean, his vocals. I am not surprised that more people aren't talking about this, but I think he sounded absolutely dreadful in the semifinal. And I haven't actually, to be honest, watched uh, all the performances from the final and Finland is one that I skipped. Um, But yeah. I think it's another one though that sounded good in the arena. And then when you watch it back, you're like, oh mm. God, no. Yeah. No, oh, it, it was uh, it was pitching. And it pitching. was also, again, it was on very early. Yeah, fourth uh, in the running order. So <laughs> not great. Um, yeah, basically all except Iceland were in the beginning of the show. So, and Germany was just in the middle. But yeah, it's hard going out in the first half. It's really hard. Um, yeah, it's also depending on what songs you have around you that yeah. mm. takes the attention. Yeah, absolutely. Like Norway was off the France, for example. Mm. Yeah, and they did decently. I mean, yeah. 10th. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Mm. So, should we do the top five then? Drum roll. Mm. Uh, let's start in fifth place. Serbia. Hello. Uh, amazing scores for them Uh, I think they I mean 225 televotes uh, and not so good with the juries though 87 Uh, but second to last she was in the running order so that's obviously a huge advantage when it comes to televotes at least Um, was it deserved fifth place for Serbia yes yes I think I had said on one of the earlier episodes that no one was going to forget the women that washed her hands on stage mm-hmm. and they didn't. No. People obviously picked up the phone and their droves for it. 
Yeah. Mm. And you can clap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can clap along to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, definitely. Good for Serbia. Uh, in fourth place, we had have Sweden with a total of 438 points, 180 from the televotes, which is good, and 258, second highest with the jurors. Uh, fourth place. I'm very happy with that. Very happy. Me too. I, I sort of felt that, I mean, if even taking away the obvious winner this year, um, I sort of got a, had a feeling that we're probably not going to win it, you know? Because um, the other two songs that we're coming to next were, had a bigger buzz around them, you know? Yeah, they had actually, it's hard to say, like all three of them had like winner performances, I think. Uh, but both, yeah, the other countries were a little bit better on mm. the night, perhaps. And I think also you got like, uh, for once, I mean, we've praised Sweden this year for sending something that feels authentic, but perhaps maybe in this day and age, authentic, uh, I don't want to say boring, but obviously doesn't give you as much attention as someone that is serving body yaddy yaddy or is like bursting out in like scream singing and doing it well doing it well um uh, uh but like it having a really Be careful having a really strong vocal performance because really Cornelia's performance was quite timid and and I mean she she does sing I think amazing but um it's not very um, commercial not maybe not commercial but it's not very braggy okay no. but we I still mean, came in fourth and it was close yeah. between yeah. Th all three of them I mean I still felt the, the performance was quite intimate which was what was intended I mm. think that really worked only thing I would say is that as the week went on in Turin, I kind of, I felt Sweden drifting a little bit because I think there was just a bit more buzz around a few other songs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But um, sixth with the televotes, that's probably our best since Mons, I'd think. Uh, yes. Maybe Robin did. Um... No. No. So very good. And it does prove that um, when we send something that is authentic and we can do well with both the juries and the televotes, which is nice to know uh, that we're not only the little golden boy of uh, the jurors. In third place, bronze, Spain, slow-mo. Uh, for me, this was my winner of the night. For me? But yeah. I can agree with you. And you know, I was not loving Chanel. Oh, no. I admit, no, no, no. But like on the night, I was like, my jaw was down to here. It was mm. amazing. Um, yeah, it was so good. Mm. 
did so much better than the with the juries than I thought she would, which which is great. And it's also quite interesting to see that it's one of the rare ones where the jury and the public are pretty much in sync with each other in terms of points. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I thought I thought she was great, but we knew that was she was going to be anyway. So mm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that. Um, it's interesting that the jurors and the televotes were so close. Uh, I mean, only a difference of um, three points between the jurors and the televotes, which is, uh, I mean, a normal year, that would probably have been the winner, oh. I think. Yeah, well, I th- we don't know because, <laughs> because then the televoting would have been different. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it, I, yeah, I can't, I can't stop myself from thinking like, oh, what would have happened if we didn't have the number one? And where would all of those televotes have gone, you know? And I think in my head, Spain pops up as the biggest candidate for a lot of those scores. That may have been Moldova. Yeah, Moldova obviously oh. was huge with the televotes as well, but didn't make it to the top five. So we're not talking about them now. <laughs> no. Bye. Uh, then we have second place silver to the forever silver medalist, the United Kingdom spaceman. Thrilled. So, what do you? UK citizens say. UK citizens. <laughs> thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Mm. This it was this year was the first time in a long time that I really felt that I could get behind the UK's song and you know show support and be really proud of something that we were sending. And you know, to, to see those those jury votes come in and to get all those twelves. You know, I can't remember the last time that I got to experience that. You know, it was it was amazing, and, and to win the jury vote was just the best thing. And then um, I'd said to you that <clears throat> my biggest worry was that the televote points were going to come in, and it was like it was going to be like six or seven. You know, mm-hmm. but then to get what we did, you know, I've not seen a televote score like that for the UK ever either. So I am I'm absolutely thrilled. Mm. Yeah, I I was also a bit worried that, oh no, uh, you know, that we were going to get, not with Sam, obviously, because he's such a happy and um, loving guy. So I don't think we would have gotten like a uh, John Lundvik versus Duncan Loris moment where you see like John Lundvik's face being like, fuck this. (laughs) Um, But... um, no, so I didn't. I didn't think we were going to get that, but still, it would have been such a shitty end to a night if then the UK would have gotten like, as you said, seven points or something from the televotes. It would have been like, oh come on, it wasn't even close, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then to get the fifth highest televote, great. That yeah, was really good. He is. I just I love him. He's a constant joy, and hopefully, if things stay the way they are right now, he'll be number one in the UK tomorrow. So I really hope, yeah. I really hope he gets that. Mm. What did you make of the UK, Philip, on the night? Uh, on the night, uh, it was good. Uh, it was his best performance. 
rather than like the one from the semifinal. Mm. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that he came in second. Uh, he's a great singer, maybe too much of a good singer. <laughs> Maybe he knows that for his own best. Um, but Craig, welcome to the club. Now you know how to Thank feel you. like a Swede. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The 12 points are coming and the jury winner. So it's nice to be up there with the juries because that's really the most exciting part when you get the 12 points to do spot. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, UK and Spain tied with eight 12 points each. Uh, so yeah, the jury, juries loved you guys. And thank you, Malta, for the 12 televote points. Mm. Well, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that case, talking about 12 points from the televotes, shall we go to the winner? With oh, I thought we talked about the winner. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. no. Uh, with 631 points in total, with 439 points from the televotes, almost double what Moldova got, who came in second with the televotes, and 192 jury votes. Ukraine, Stefania was the winner on the night. 14th of May, 2022. How do you feel now and how did you feel on the night, Philip? Uh, on the night when like the jury points were like giving out, I was mm. like, Ukraine is not getting any points. Like after 10 countries, I think they had like two to 10 points. Mm. And were, I was like, okay, what's happening? And then like, okay, maybe we have a chance. But I was focused on Sweden. But then after when they got like 400 points, I was like, okay, the mm. excitement is over. <laughs> yeah. Let's call it a night, Martin Ostadol. <laughs> yeah. And just but it's go. the same like in Stockholm, very anticlimactic. But I had this result in my mind for like forever so i shouldn't get disappointed and yeah i didn't mm. how did you think and feel on the night what i didn't give a fuck i was like we got second <laughs> still on that second place um no i i knew they were going to get a huge televote and I, I wasn't quite sure that it was going to be as big as it was but at the same time and maybe it's because we managed to get second, just saying for the 16th time. Um, but I don't I don't grudge Ukraine the win. I understand why people picked up the phone and voted yeah. for them and they got the televote school that they did. Because, um, you know, people, you know, they obviously weren't voting for the song. They were voting for Ukraine in general because it's a very unique set of circumstances this year. Um, so I don't I don't grudge them it. Do I do I think it was the right song to win? No, absolutely not. Uh, do I like the song? Yes, I'm okay with it. I just hope that I wouldn't like to think that it would continue like this. 
you know, where no one else really has a chance at the televote. No. I think this was um, a one-off, hopefully, because if um, God knows, and hopefully this war won't go on forever, but no one knows how no one knows how long it will go on. But I mean, if sorry to say, but if we're going to give away the win to Ukraine because of that for like several years to come, um, then I think we have an issue with televotes. To be honest, uh, I think I read somewhere that um, the right country won, and I think that's the polite way of saying that that really uh because as you said i don't think the song is a winner song at all there were at least three other songs that were more deserving of winning and i'm talking about the songs themselves because after all it's eurovision song contest but clearly i get why they got that huge televote score uh because obviously you know you're going to pay attention to ukraine and you're going to throw away one or two votes just because it's them. Uh, I highly doubt that people sat there and voting like 20 times for Ukraine. Maybe they did, I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, a couple of just one or two votes there from every other person clearly gives you what we saw on the final. Um, I mean, I, I just hope that it helps to give them a little bit of joy mm. in a time that's yeah. obviously you know absolutely awful and you know I, I hope that it went to some way it went some way to making people a little bit happy that that's all but I do also think that this is you know the burden of next year is really the last thing that we need right now as well mm. yeah no um but yeah, I mean, what can you say? They clearly won, and uh, there's no doubt about that. And I am uh, not going to lie, I was not happy on the night. Uh, I was very disappointed. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a sore loser, I can admit that. And it wasn't really the fact that Sweden didn't win. That wasn't it. It was just like, oh, it could have been Spain or it could have been the UK. And I felt like that was what, like... Yeah. Um, upset me because I enjoy those songs a hell of a lot more than I do Stefania and um, I think sort of in the way like this won't be for me personally a song that I will go back and listen to whereas Slow Mo will, uh, Spaceman will and Hold Me Closer will uh, I don't think I'll go back and listen to Stefania because it's such a great song and I think the, the winner should be that. But of course, we will always remember this year for the year that it is, was, you know. I mean, it might be the last winner for a while anyway, because apparently next week we'll all have monkeypox. So. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Good that, uh, good that we stand behind Ukraine and support them. Mm, yeah. Could you imagine if we wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, I could. I mean, I was. They could have come second. That would have been great. You know. Or do you know what they could have done? Because they were going to win the telephone anyway. But 
They could have just put them on second on the night and broke the second, you know, yeah, forming from second place curse. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, so talking about next year a bit, we touched on it. Where do you think the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 will be? And uh, not Ukraine. <laughs> Uh, no. No, uh, because they need to start to plan this now. Yeah, uh, yeah, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and they are still at war, so it will probably go to a big five country. Mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten uh, press... Um, what do you call it? Press releases from uh, both Spain and the UK, even Poland uh, and uh, the City Council of Stockholm saying that we can host it, uh, not the Swedish broadcaster, as I'm as far as I'm aware. Uh, so I don't think we will host it, hopefully, because uh, I wouldn't want that. Um, but yeah. I think it's most likely to be in the UK or Spain or, yeah, a big five country. Um, Turin again. <laughs> Turin again, great, yeah. Can they afford it? Mm. Well, I mean, apparently the Ukrainian broadcaster has said that they can pledge to put 15 million euro aside for next year to host. So, I mean, where that's coming from, I don't know. And I, I really think that... And that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that it's it's the least, you know, it's it's the very last thing that they should be, they should have to think about right now. So mm. I don't see it in Ukraine next year, but at the same time, I also don't want it to be in the UK. Mm. I don't want us to host it if we haven't won. So yeah, that's why I don't yeah, want may, to go have to it Poland then. <laughs> yeah, I mean then we're picking between two countries that are not very gay friendly, Ukraine and Poland. So, I mean, I yeah, know. so we are not going <laughs> next year. Uh, no. I think that's, um, that's the bottom line here. I mean, if, if it's, it's in Spain, I will go. Exactly. I'm absolutely. also if it's Spain. Yeah, absolutely. Spain or Hamburg. That would be fun. You know, mm. Berlin, yeah, Germany, Germany, um, even Paris would love that. Um, maybe Rome. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't mind UK hosting it, but I get what you're saying. And that's why I don't want Sweden to host it. Cause I feel like yeah. we, I, I want to have it in Sweden if we've actually won. I want the UK to be able to have a few more cracks at hopefully sending something as successful as this year. And I mm. would like, I would like to think that in the not too distant future, we would be able to win hopefully. So yeah, I would I would rather wait to host until we've won rather than you know um, stepping in because it wouldn't really feel like our contest either. No, oh. it's going to be weird watching something that I mean I think we can all agree on that it won't be in the Ukraine. Watch something that you know a contest from a country that hasn't won. You know that that will be a bit um, weird. Yeah, but. Um, as long as it's in a fun city to go to and where you can feel safe, uh, yeah, I I don't really mind anyway. Then will it be like the logo? Will it be like Eurovision and then Ukraine? 
I guess. And will it be like, like Manchester underneath Eurovision Madrid with the Ukraine? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna probably. be. Yeah, because I mean, it's there. I mean, it, it will still be the Ukrainian broadcaster like pulling all the strings and putting it together, but in, I guess, just a different country with a lot of support, of course, from that nation's uh, broadcaster. So. And maybe that's, maybe yeah. that's the best, though, seeing as Christopher had to go and sort it out last time. So, Yeah, I mean, Ukraine 2017 was a complete shit show, so uh, maybe they are not the best to host this contest, after all. Uh, there's several podcasts on that subject, and he has a book coming out about it, too. Um, but let's not plug his book. Uh Let's, before we round this up, uh, just mention the news that also came out today, but also was released on the actual night of the final. The fact that uh, six countries' uh, jury votes were disregarded and discarded. Discarded? Discarded. Discarded. Uh, due to irregular irregularities. 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 <laughs> what he said uh, in the voting. They basically all, and this was released today, uh, six countries, Azerbaijan, Poland, San Marino, Romania, Georgia, and Montenegro basically had in the semifinal two had all, all, all those countries had each other in their top five, top six, uh, something like that, uh, which is, of course, which triggered the sort of like control system that the EBU has for the voting, triggered that and basically uh, discarded all of their scores and instead like this algorithm thing decided their scores instead. I mean, drama, 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 drama. This is nothing new though, especially when a certain country that starts with A is involved. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not... It's not the first time mm. they've been involved in a voting scandal. I mean, personally, I would like to see them all banned for next year, but I mean, the EBU will never do that because, you know, they don't have a backbone. But, um, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I agree with, I I think there's other reasons to ban Azerbaijan as well. Uh, and those more goes down to like their, the fact that it's not a freaking democracy and they don't really have free media, but that's a different podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, this is not the first time that Azerbaijan is caught in this mess. Um, God knows how they won back in 2011. Um, running upstairs. <laughs> running upstairs. Uh, and... and SIM cards being thrown around in certain countries from that country as well. So, I mean, you can, you can definitely, I mean, it is a, it is a very fragile system, both the juries and the televotes, because you can manipulate them both. Yeah. Uh, but especially the juries, because it's hard to like hand out a million SIM cards, but clearly some countries have managed to do that as well. But like um, the jurors are supposed to be there to give a professional view but when this happens with i think this is the biggest like thing that had ha that has involved so many countries 
six countries. Mm. And I mean, obviously, Azerbaijan, Poland, and Montenegro have all said, and Georgia have said, like, no, 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 this is not the case, um, blah, 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 and made some excuses and etc. But I mean, when you look at the scores that they were going to give out in semifinal two, I think it's hard to argue with. It's like, come on, what are you all yeah. about? This is, I mean, putting... It's just certain, chance, no. <laughs> no, no. And putting like some, one of them wants to give Georgia 12 points. Circus Mircus, are you kidding me? No other the chorus is okay. That. The chorus is nice, but not worth 12 points. <laughs> no, and no other jury gave them that high scores. So why? I mean, and San Marino, I think I thought that was all right, but I mean, I knew it was going to fucking bomb with the with the juries. So I don't know. And Montenegro as well, putting that that far up in in your scores is also very weird. And Azerbaijan as well, but clearly they went through anyway, so they weren't the only ones. But yeah, it's it's a shame that it's happening, really. Yeah. It's also funny though that you've vote spoken on something that is, when it comes to it, really quite unimportant. You know, mm. it's a song competition. Just vote for what you like, you know. But I mean, this has been going on since the start of time. Vote swapping has always happened at Eurovision. So whenever it does happen, it's not really a surprise. I just don't know if it's been on this scale before or if it has and it's just never been caught. I, I get what you mean, but like I, I see po point swapping between like what we see every year between like Cyprus and Greece. Um, you can take Sweden and Norway or Denmark and Norway, Denmark and Sweden, Finland and Sweden, Sweden and Iceland, whatever in order country. Not deliberate collusion, though. No, it's not. Uh, but these are countries that really, both geog geographically and culturally, doesn't have that much in common. Poland and San Marino, Montenegro and Azerbaijan. Well, maybe that's how they thought they would get round up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But mm -mm -mm, you can't uh, fool uh, the uh, EBU. Uh, it's good that they caught it anyways. I feel like that's the important thing here. Yes. But then again, I don't think you should definitely put no blame on like the artist because, uh, you know. No, it's not their fault. No. But isn't this like always... Maybe not these much countries, but wasn't it like Montenegro last year as well and for Mugus of Macedonia? I can't remember, but um, very yeah. likely. Ban them. Ban them all for a year, that's what I said. Mm. No one would miss any of them anyway. Can we discuss why Australia <laughs> didn't give <laughs> any points? That's a, that's a sore point. <laughs> What's oh, so the conspiracy behind that? I still think it was deliberate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So much mm -hmm. fun. Deliberate. Deliberate. Why? You thought, you thought your competitors down, don't you? But I mean, I don't even know why they bothered because their song was absolute crap. So. <laughs> um... Do you vote points? Just saying. Not petty at all. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but I feel like uh, the night is coming upon us, and it feels like 
it's time to put season six to an end. Or do you yes. have any last thoughts about this year's Eurovision Song Contest? Uh, no. It has been absolutely harrowing. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see the upcoming months where it will be. Mm. What country, first of all? Yeah. I think I, I think we'll need to get an answer for um, for that in, I mean, at least June or something, because you need to book an arena, you need to sort out all kinds of stuff, and that takes time, so. Um, and the arena has to be available for, what, six weeks or something, so. Yeah, so you need to book that shit ASAP. I'm ready for a break. To be honest, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm looking forward to towards the summer, listening yeah. to some good other type of music. Mm -hmm. Some... Um, some non-Eurovision, non-Melfest music. Um, is there any songs before we end that you will take with you into the summer from either Melfest or Eurovision this year, 2022? To the summer, I want a remix of Bitte Strava. Like a club mix. Bitte Strava. <laughs> yeah, probably a slow-mo, it's a summer song. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think slow mo is probably the one that I'm gonna take with me as well. Uh, I still we still sing it here at home once in a while. Yeah. I I will probably also take Hola mi baby. <laughs> well, I forgot Romania. that one. <laughs> I'll take that into the summer. With That's me. very summery. Yeah. Yeah. True. No Melfest songs. Are we completely over that now? I don't even remember who played in Memphis. <laughs> Maybe moving like that. Mm, yeah, Omar. Ah, okay. Or maybe Sondeville. Mm. Sondeville, mm. no. Feels so yeah. much spring. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Were well, that many summer songs in Melfest this year? No. 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 We'll see when we come back in, I think around December, we usually, when they announce the Melfest artists, that's when our season starts again. Uh, and it's sort of nice to know that that's a long way to go. Yeah, we will have summer break first. So that's... Yeah. But when the autumn is coming, like towards October, November, mm. you will want this season to start because it's so oh, yeah. rare. Yeah. yeah. And then you, but then you'll get all the rumors and, you know, some countries even, you know, announce what artists they are going to send. So, you know, around September there, it, it starts again. I mean, Albania is picking tomorrow. So. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> Festival de Kingis, quarterfinal one. Of 700. Next Saturday. Tune in. Oh, so much fun. And we all know a screaming woman will win at the end. Uh, yeah, that's it for season six of Melovision. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, guys. And for this season. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for having me again. It's been lovely. Thank you to uh, James, Nigel, Joe, and 
I'm missing someone, Seb, uh, for helping us with our pre-Eurovision episodes as well. It was a blast. And uh, thank you guys for listening. It's been so much fun, as always. And keep an eye out on our social media for any kind of news around the podcast or Eurovision. We will keep posting there. But of course, with less regularity than we've had been doing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, until December. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.